Welcome to Ambitious AF. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and every week I'll be delivering either a guest speaker or a topic related to being ambitious AF and not letting anything stand in your way. After my mom died, I hit rock bottom. Bad breakup, afraid I couldn't afford my house, and stuck in an unfulfilling 9-to-5 job. Months and months went by before I looked at myself in the mirror and told myself I needed to change. I deserved more. So, I got help, read a lot of business books, and launched my company. Now, I own a multi-six-figure agency, quit the 9-to-5 grind, moved 3,000 miles away from home, and started a new life that I'm completely obsessed with. Being ambitious means putting your needs first and going after anything that will help you get the success you deserve. Success doesn't just mean money, success in happiness, health, income, love, and life. I know these episodes will encourage you to go after your dreams and create a life you are obsessed with. I'm here for it, and I hope you are too. Welcome to Ambitious AF. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Ambitious AF. I am super excited. We are rolling in with a bunch of fun interviews with super ambitious female entrepreneurs. So today you are about to hear from Amanda Berg. She's the founder and creative director of Liberty Type, which is a Knoxville-based branding and creative agency. And of course, I love talking to agency owners because I own an agency as well. And uh, owning an agency is not easy. (laughs) It's not for the faint-hearted. That's for dang sure. Um, So I'm excited to have her come on and kind of talk about her entrepreneurial journey and just share some fun tips with you all. So without further ado, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. We are all super excited to have you on. If you can just kind of give everyone an intro about you and your company, how you got started, and then we'll just kind of kick things off. Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me on first. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So yeah, so I actually started my kind of background in journalism. So I was a breaking news journalist for about six years. I always had a a passion for design, but I never went to school for it. It was just something that I really loved. And I found myself at night kind of, you know, testing out graphic design, trying to learn the programs, playing around with it. Um, And I've just always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not long after getting a hobby before I'm like, how can I make some money from this hobby? Um, So middle of the night, spur of the moment decision, I decided to open an Etsy shop selling little branding packages. Um, Did not think it would go anywhere. I really had no business opening one in the first place. Um, But I made my first sale like three days later. And uh, that was almost seven years ago. So we've naturally progressed from uh, branding and graphic design to copywriting, which was a really natural avenue with Mm -hmm. my journalism background um, and doing websites. And now we do um, some monthly marketing as well for our past clients. So um, I run an all-female team, which is really awesome. I I love working with other women and moms. whether that's helping them, you know, grow their business and help them stand out, change their presence online, um, or have them come work for me mm-hmm. and work kind of on their own schedule and um, find some fulfillment uh, in life where you can still work from home and still be a mom mm-hmm. and all that. That's kind of my big, my big mission behind everything that we do. Um, but yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love that you are an all women team um, because I have an all women team. It's sometimes hard 
uh, depending on like which areas you're looking for because I feel like normally sure. like web development is normally male based um, media buying is normally male based um, but I think the creative outlets you can de- you know it's definitely more female based because females are just naturally more creative than men sorry guys but we are <laughs> um, <laughs> but no I love that and I think you know, branding, branding, graphic design, like the look, feel and attitude of your business is really, really important, especially in this day and age, because how intense competition is. Everyone's moving digitally. Um, everyone is on social media. Everyone's trying to go viral with TikToks and reels. Right. So it's a lot of like I've, I've I see businesses and I can tell based on their brand. Um, and how they present themselves digitally, whether or not they're gonna like make or break it, right? Because unfortunately, that's yeah. kind of the reality now. Is you know, a strong is. brand presence um, equals uh, success. And normally, when you have um, not that good of a website, or you're confused with your brand, or you don't have a solid brand perception, then uh, normally you kind of dip underneath everyone else, just because there is so much competition and. Because of social media, we are now prone to shop and even like create that perception of people based off of pictures, right? Um, so if you kind of want to like touch base on, I mean, I'm not a branding expert. I just, and when I work with my clients, I'm always like, you got to have a brand before coming to me. Cause I do not touch that. Um, I cannot work with people that are like changing their logos 24 seven, changing their colors, changing their taglines. It's just impossible for our line of work. Um, but yeah, if you want, kind of want to touch base on the importance of that, especially now that everyone's going digital. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like the amount of competition has greatly increased over the last two years, right? There were so many people during the pandemic that got furloughed and laid off, and it was the perfect opportunity to start a side hustle or start, you know, a service-based business from home. And so there's just so many people in your space that do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're, if we're being blunt, you're probably not that unique, mm-hmm. right? So it's like <laughs> yep. your, brand, your brand really makes or breaks you. Um, so it, it's just so important. You want people to, um, it's like that subliminal messaging, right? You want someone that doesn't even know that they're interacting with your content as much as they are. They're just, most people are passively just scrolling their feed, right? Mm-hmm. Um So it's important that you have a brand that's so targeted and so dialed in that people can identify with and also comes off really authentic Mm -hmm. so that when someone sees a picture, sees a post, they know like, oh, that's Caroline, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just that little planting seed to remind someone that you're there, that you exist. Um, I forget the number, like how many times someone needs to come across something before they like. Oh, it's at least what, what, yeah, five or six or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So. Um, as much as you can show up and show up in a consistent and cohesive mm-hmm. way, just so you get recognized, right? So you're more visible, but it also shows, you know, when you present yourself in a polished way, it shows you're professional mm-hmm. and how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect for people to trust in you and give you their hard earned money when your website's a mess, because mm-hmm. if your website's a mess, your business is probably a mess. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have great brand photos, 
you know, how do you present yourself on calls or meeting with corporate clients or, you know, it's just so important to show up in, in such a great way. And there's so many people that, um, that are in our line of work and do that, Mm -hmm. but they don't have the strategy behind it. Right. There's so many people that are focusing more on the creative side of like, how beautiful can we make this? Um, and we want to come at it from the opposite angle of how, dialed into, you know, your ideal clients. Can we make this? I really, that's a really important, really important thing that you just said, because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten people that are like, but it needs to be prettier. And I'm like, well, no, like, do you want conversions or do you just want looks, right? Like (laughs) pretty doesn't even equal anything besides pretty, like pretty on Pinterest. Sure. Yeah. You have to have pretty things on Pinterest. But other than that, it's like you have to brand yourself and create things. And when I say create things, I'm talking social media, emails, funnels, websites, uh, content, like eBooks, guides, whatever that looks like. You have to brand that so that your audience not not thinks it's pretty, thinks it's reputable, right? Because the pretty stuff, I mean, luckily, and I love that you got started with Etsy too, because um, Etsy's huge for content creators, Um, copywriters, uh, content creators, if you're doing like eBooks, templates, guides, uh, graphic designers, anything visual like that. And yes, those are like pretty aspects and you can pretty much get by on Etsy just selling stuff without having like a brand behind you, right? Because you can just create stuff to sell. But that's because people go there for the aesthetics. But when you're presenting yourself online, they're not going to you for aesthetics. They're looking at, yeah, your page looks great, but um, are there glitches? Is something not downloading? Because especially like for me, we build funnels, we automate emails. So like if something's not firing, that looks really bad on me because then it's like, you don't know what you're doing, right? Um, If you're a copywriter and someone comes to your website and it looks gorgeous, but all of a sudden they find like five different grammar mistakes or spelling mistakes, you're not gonna be a reputable person, right? Um, Or if you're in the content industry and your content just doesn't look good or um, it doesn't like connect with your audience, they're just not gonna think that you're that reputable enough of a person to invest with. Yeah, exactly. And I find that most of our clients are already successful Mm -hmm. business owners, but they don't look like they are as successful Mm -hmm. as they are. And that's a huge thing because so many people are getting new clients from word of mouth and from referrals, but you can't always be relying mm-hmm. on other people to do your marketing for you. Yes. So having this great online presence ensures that you can keep you know, branching out, creating new networking opportunities. Um, because I mean, someone recommends someone, like what do I do? I search them on Google, yeah. go to their website you know, I'm reading the reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, and as a website designer, I'm probably a little biased and I'm probably a a tough critic, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I think it just speaks volumes to how you conduct yourself, you know, how you present yourself online. Yeah. And and I also want to talk about switching brands because I do understand as your business grows, like And me, it's funny because um, my funnels, sure, my funnels convert, but I run ads to them, so I don't really need them to like optimize on SEO or or the website. I don't really need them to be searchable because I run ads to them, right? My website, I'm like, Caroline, you really need to do something better with this. You really, right? And and I've been saying that. And like the beginning of this year, we re- 
branded. Um, and ne like next year, my goal, it's not necessarily rebranding, it's just optimizing the website, right? So sticking with the brand, color, fonts, pictures, everything like that, it's just optimizing the websites. But I have gotten people, and like I was saying before, they, it's like they get this, um, like squirrel brain syndrome-ish, where they see there are millions, and when I say millions, there are millions of companies online, and you can spend hours searching businesses and being like, oh, I like this one, let's just switch to this today. Oh, I like this one, let's just switch to this today. But that does not work. <laughs> you have to stick with a brand, like a solid brand for at least, I don't know, a couple years or at least a couple of months or something like that before you switch. You cannot just keep switching brands because of what you see online, right? Yeah. And I think, I think that stems from a couple places. I mean, I think it's a lot of insecurity. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of looking at what other people are doing and thinking like, oh, if I have a brand that looks like theirs, I'll be as successful as yes. they are. Right. But you know, you build funnels, so you know this, it's like, you can't just look at the end product mm -hmm. and copy the end product because yeah. there's so much that comes before it that, you know, may or may not be working for that person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. looks are very deceiving online. Um, so I think that's a big thing, especially if you're a new business owner, mm -hmm. you know, everybody goes through that, trying to find their place where they fit in. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, if you're multi-passionate, it's hard to identify with an he a hex code forever, right? right. right? It, it's tough. Right. So I think also, you know, when you're developing your brand, you have to develop a brand that is malleable to the times, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so picking fonts that are not like the top fonts on creative market, the week that you pick, mm -hmm. you know, the week that you rebrand, yeah. picking something timeless um you know looking at your closet like what do i wear like what are those colors that i wear what do i feel most comfortable in because if you have a brand that is you know neon and bright colors and you're known as the girl that's always wearing black yeah like you're not show up in an authentic way so looking at your life and just building a brand that feels very natural to mm -hmm. your life um you know i would unless you're your branding is not working in the sense that people are not working with you, mm -hmm. then I wouldn't even suggest changing it. Yeah, you know, I I'm agree. sure you can work with a brand designer to fine tune it. You know, if you have right. a Canva logo, like let's make a vector logo, right. let's make sure you own the rights to it. Um, you know, maybe you need a different color in here to um, break up some contrast, right. those types of things. But I mean, there's been how many big brands that have rebranded and people mm -hmm. just hate it yeah because they're so used the to consistency they like that the consistency. Mm -hmm. and they people don't like not knowing what to expect yep if you are always changing your colors and your fonts and you know like the canva graphics you're making they always look all different and everything i mean it, it's not helping you build trust with those people yeah. that you want to work yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I always I always like go after like the big gurus. I always call them like Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, uh, Marie Forleo, uh, Lu Louise Hay Henry. 
yeah, Henry, I think is her last name. So it's funny because if you've been following them for a while, you'll notice like little shifts in their brand or their website, right? Um, or sometimes when they are going to do a bigger rebrand, they actually announce it. And the reason they do this is it's either they make small shifts subtly so you don't really notice it, or maybe you do if you're like really following them, or they announce and make a big shift. And the reason they do this is because people like consistency. It's like getting the newspaper, you know exactly what articles you normally re read, so you go to that page in the newspaper. I mean, not a lot of people read newspapers anymore, but you get my idea. <laughs> so it's like I always go to like B12 for this type of article, and if that were to switch, it's like a huge, huge uproar with people. Same thing with your brand. If you kind of think of it as like newspaper subscriptions or even email subscriptions, right? Because I'm always after like, when we start email marketing and our weekly newsletters for our clients, I'm always after like, here are a bunch of template ideas for your, your banner, right? Here's template ideas for the actual newsletter. You have to tell me yes or no, we're not switching it. Like I'm, yep. and we're not switching it. We're not sending it. And then you're going to be like, oh, I like this person's email and this person's email. And like, we can incorporate those things maybe in the funnel sequences, but your newsletter needs to be consistent because we need people to pick up on the consistency and enjoy and look forward to it coming every Wednesday, looking the same, right. obviously with different material. Right. So the same thing goes with your brand, because if people are expecting, you know, maybe you're a really bright, colorful person and your colors are like uh, white, orange, and pink. And then all of a sudden you see Jenna Kutcher changed her brand, so I'm gonna change my brand and we're gonna go gray, black, and white. And then people go on your website, they're gonna be like, whoa, like who is this person? <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. And you have to like recreate that trust with them. So it's really pointless. And if you look back at, you know, Jenna Kutcher was very like white, brown, mm -hmm. pinks, right? And she's like slowly become more warmer toned, mm -hmm. like more yellows, more oranges. Um, but if you scroll back on her feed, you'll see that she starts to introduce it exactly. and weave it in a little bit at a time. It's exactly. not a stark contrast between mm -hmm. this brand and that brand. Yep. You know, it, we, she leaves it in where it's natural. And that's what I mean about creating a brand that is malleable, I right? That, like yep. you have to have a core solid foundation, right? Like these are always going to be my three core colors. Mm -hmm. These are always going to be my two core fonts. And then depending on culture and how things change a little bit, like we may add in, you know, a little alternate color. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we get a little bit more um, bright in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Maybe we we have a couple different scripts that we alternate between. Yep. But it, it's kind of like that that artist rule where you have to you have to know the rules to break the rules. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't know what the what the core strategy is or what those core branding elements are, and you keep changing them, it's like it's just so confusing to yeah onlookers. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you, even if you're like, well, I don't get a lot of people viewing my website, it doesn't matter. You're still getting people to view. You're still getting people to view your social, like your stuff is out there for people to see. So you just have to be, um, I mean, you just have to be consistent with like pretty much everything yeah. that you do. Um, and if you were to change it, like you do, you said, just kind of subtly start adding it in. Um, and the reason Jenna kind of switched hers over is because she launched her book and her book is very vibrant, right? Yellow and 
pink, I think, yellow, pink, and white. So she knew yep. that. Go, like, her team knew that. So, you know, the book is launching in six months. So that gives us six months to so- slowly introduce yep. these new brand colors to launch the book better with. That's good marketing, right? That's good marketing. That's yep. good branding. And all of it is in, a, in alignment so that when you do launch something, yes, your website might look a little different. It's not like completely changed. It just looks a little bit different to incorporate the new colors of whatever product you're you're promoting right and that probably you know will change again maybe if she does another book or if she's promoting something else um so i always you know i'm i'm everyone listening you know if you want homework or if you want to just start paying attention to some of these big ones you can definitely notice when they're launching stuff or when something big is about to happen because they'll slowly start to change something aesthetically with their brand which is pretty cool yeah. And that's that strategy that we were yeah. talking about before, right? It's like when you just copy the end product, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you really pay attention, you can see how things are sprinkled mm-hmm. in over time to get the audience used to what is about to happen. Yep. Um, so don't just, you know, make your color yellow because yeah. that color Jenna Kutcher yeah, is absolutely. using right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is done with strategy and intention, especially with her. Um, and, and sprinkled in months, maybe years Mm -hmm. before she pulls the trigger on something. I feel like she's been, she's like Taylor Swift and that she's been planting the idea of this book for a long time before she actually put it out into the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because, you know, the pressure, yes, there's pressure to obviously launch it on that final due date, but the pressure's kind of off. Um, on her to get it complete, but then you actually are already introducing something without even introducing something in entirety. So you're already getting people excited and there's so many little ways that you can like grow wait lists and stuff like that um, just through getting people excited about what's coming because you've changed something, right? You know, I've always wanted to be, I think that's like my biggest goal is to be that well known as like an agency or whatever it is that if I do slowly change something, people are going to ask me like, what are you launching? Right? Like what's coming up and how do I get on the wait list? Because I know all of those ladies, when they start to change something, I know they're getting people that are messaging them like, Hey, what are you launching? Can I know about it now? And I think that that would be the coolest feeling ever. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the dream is to like, sell something before you've even talked about it publicly right and that's how you can start to do those things by building that trust Mm -hmm. and people just you know knowing your brand so well I mean Mm -hmm. if you think about it in like layman's terms it's like when you go to the store and you see an item and you're like my best friend would love that Mm -hmm. you know it's like that's part of her brand so if you can create a brand that is so personable and Mm -hmm. people can identify with and they can pick out little things um I think too often people look at surface level. These are my colors. These are my fonts. Mm-hmm. But like what elements, what textures, right. like what objects do people think of when they think of your brand? Right. Um, and then that's how you can kind of show up in people's lives, even when you're not posting on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I want, I mean, it, I can't believe it's almost been 30-ish <laughs> minutes, but I do really want to kind of highlight the difference between, because I know you work with, like you were saying, people that have had their businesses for a little bit and are, are well off or, or well successful already, but they're coming to you to kind of like rebrand or, or creatives or whatever that looks like. But I want to kind of talk about that journey between, you know, if you have a new business idea 
and essentially those first couple of steps because like as i was saying before i mean there are people that you need to work with first as a new business owner compared to people that you need to work with as an existing business owner right and that first thing when you're like a new business owner you probably have a million and a half ideas which is good right start building those out but you've got to build out a brand first before you go to market with this stuff. Um, so if you kind of want to like highlight, you know, someone new with this idea um, and kind of highlight that journey, if you, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like kind of just yeah. highlight that journey yeah. from new to now that I have a, a business and maybe I want to rebrand. Yeah, I mean, we do work with a lot of new business owners too. Um, I feel like they're, you know, two sides of the same coin, right? It's like, I'm either successful and I need to look as successful as I am so I can branch out and get new clients. Um, or I'm brand new, but I want to look like I know what I'm doing right. so I can get new clients. Right. So it's really the same thing. Um, I personally think, you know, when, if you're brand new, I think you need proof of concept first, mm -hmm. right? Like you need to create, create one signature offer, mm -hmm. you know, your your minimum viable product right like what is the one thing that you can be known for that mm -hmm. you can sell that you're good at that people will pay you for and you like doing right like that trifecta mm -hmm. unicorn type product um and get some clients get some customers mm -hmm. get some reviews um you know i think client experience is everything mm -hmm. um you know, we can't uh, put lipstick on a pig, right? Like, right. you know, we, we want to create the most beautiful brand for you, but I think it's important that you have proof that people want it. Yeah. Proof, you know what you're doing, uh, client reviews that, that show you're good at what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can start to develop like an ideal customer, right? Like who mm -hmm. this is best fit for. And then let's build a brand around them. Mm-hmm. You know, the types of things that they're attracted to, that they associate with, that they identify with. Um, and it'll probably be very similar to your own life because you tend to attract, you know, like attracts like. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I can't build a brand if you don't know who your customer or your client right. is. Right. Or even who so you like think you want to go after. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. in the beginning, like it's important to know, like you're going to have to do some stuff for free. And I know like a lot of people are like, at this day and age, you don't, but it's really important for you to run some free trials to get feedback because what you think would do well or converts or works well with the audience that you're have, you know, have this like perceived idea about when you go to market with that, like that might all essentially go to shit. Like you have no idea once you hit market on a brand new business, let alone brand new offer. So it's really yep. important to test your idea first. And normally it's testing free with friends and family um, or maybe like referrals of friends and family. So it's like still a pretty close network, but at least you're testing this idea. And yes, if it's a three month program, then you're testing for three the entire three months yep. for free before doing anything, before getting paid, before any of that, because you have to kind of get an idea of what it is I'm offering. Is it going to work? because then you can start strategizing the price point, the people that you do want to go after, as well as the type of brand that you need to attract that audience. So, and I think 
Um, I mean, earlier on in my business, I was just like working with everyone, right? And I worked with a lot of new business owners who like just had an idea and I would help draft the like taking vision to turn it into a business. Uh, but then after working with me, it's like, well, what do I do now? Right. And I didn't even have like a what's next. It was more just like three months. Okay. Bye. Like just keep doing what you're doing type of deal. But a lot of it was like, well, what do I do now? Um, and it's, so it's like, yeah, you know, you don't, you have to like test all of this stuff. Um, because there's always going to be a, what, like, what do I do now? If it is successful, if it's not successful, uh, what do I do now? If I launch and it goes well and it doesn't go well, um, if I get good feedback versus positive or bad feedback, but I think it's just important in the beginning baby steps to test things before going to agencies and stuff like that. But then honestly, like when you're after that testing period, and you are ready to launch. Yes, you can try to get some clients, especially like close family, friends, stuff like that, to pay you a little bit, to create a little bit of income to be able to afford. But I think my biggest mistake in the beginning was just like doing everything, like website, branding, colors. Like I was just like, I don't really want a website. I, you know, I'm just gonna run traffic to this stuff. But I think it's really important to actually pay someone first to get it done well first initially, like from the get go, because like you were saying, you're going to start growing your business with this perceived idea of, you know what you're doing, even though you literally just started versus you starting your business. And then because a lack of authentic or elite brand, people know that you're a beginner. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's that whole idea of fail fast and fail hard, right? right? I mean, just get the failure out of the way in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like you will be surprised what you'll learn. Um, the types of people that are into it that you didn't think would be the price you may be able to charge. Um, you know, all feedback is good feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is. Uh, the worst clients will show you the gaps, you know, so it, it's, it's so important to get all that failure, you know, not that that's the only time you'll fail in your business, of course, but, um, but to get those, those baby steps out of the yeah. way and then yes, invest in really good branding. Yeah. It's worth the investment yep. Do not go through that whole proof of process, proof of concept mm-hmm. phase mm-hmm. and test, and then make a logo in Canva. Yep. yep. Because then otherwise you're going to end up like me. <laughs> Three years in bit. Well, we're like, we're almost three years in business. And, um, because I literally just like threw stuff up online because, you know, I normally run traffic to this stuff, but now I'm starting to get people from my website and from YouTube. And I'm just like, crap, I really need to focus in on my brand. This is embarrassing. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's so much more important to, uh, do it in the beginning and then you don't have to worry about this. And then when it's, if you do decide to rebrand down the road because of X, Y, and Z, it's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, uh, want to make a good first impression Mm -hmm. when you first come out of the gate, you know, it's, uh, you don't have to pretend that you're bigger than you are, yeah. but I mean, in the same sense, you want to make a good first impression. You want to look like you know what you're doing, that yeah. you're polished, professional. Um, and so even though it is, you know, it can be an expensive process, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's definitely worth doing yep. in the beginning. Yep. Yep. I mean, cause I know the only thing that saves my website is copy and the personal pictures of myself. That's it. 
Other than yeah. that, like, yeah, that's the only thing that saves my websites and, and still gets it to convert um, because, you know, I, that was the only things that I did pay attention to is good copy and, and uh, good pictures of me, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> Invest in a copywriter. As oh, well. yes, I know. I know. It's, we, you know, ever since we started making it mandatory to work with us on copy before website design, it's like the results of our clients have just skyrocketed. Yep, absolutely. When our clients were writing their own copy, it's like, it's like lipstick on a pig, right? We can put mm -hmm. the most beautiful website out into the world. And if you don't even want to read what's yeah. on it, yeah. you know, like you post in a Facebook group, I'm looking for a photographer and you've got 12 tabs open. You're just weeding people. Yeah. Out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but when you like hit that headline and it's just like, Ooh, mm -hmm. I'm in the right spot. Yep. Like you can't buy that, that second back. Yeah. If you miss. So the copy invest in a copywriter as yeah. well. And and it and, and the, the 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 reason it's so important, everyone listening, is because while I'm sure you're a great writer, and this is like talking to general audience, right? I'm sure you can probably write a novel and maybe it'll sell. Oh. And you I'm sure you journal all the time. But there is a difference. <laughs> between as and, and I know everyone can't see us but both of us are kind of giggling because I think you know where I'm going there's a difference between writing copy in your personal life feelings versus being a copywriter and writing copy that connects and converts with your audience so I always laugh when I read stuff and it comes to the bio and it's like I like to go camping and cook s'mores and paint my wall pink and have wallpaper everywhere. And I also love crafting and journaling and meditate. And I also love paddleboard. And it's just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like anytime I have this conversation with someone, I always have to start off with, you may be a great writer, yeah, yeah. but writing marketing copy. Totally different. Writing marketing copy for different channels of marketing is completely yeah. different. I mean, <laughs> writing website copy is totally different than social media captions, yep. than email funnels, yep. than sales pages. It's all different beasts. Yes. Um, it really is. And that's being able to communicate to your copywriter who your ideal client is because mm -hmm. they need to know that um, is going to be so much easier once you really know who that ideal client is, right? It's like, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to launch, you have to test, you have to get people in to your process. And whether that means it's like a beta price or it's free, you know, you just need people to work with you so you can really understand that client. It informs everything moving mm -hmm. forward. Like if you want to be successful, it's going to inform your branding your copy, every marketing decision that you make in your business, like it's all going to come back to that ideal client and who they are and what they want. So it's, it's just so important that you get that part right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's so fun. I'm just thinking of all of these. Uh, yeah. Cause I agree. I, I, I haven't had clients give me copy for probably like two years at this point. Um, because it's always like, oh yeah, this, this is great, but <laughs> I can't use this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to write something different because, uh, yeah, you're a great writer, but there's that, but at the end of it, it's just totally different on how, cause it's like, you know, uh, do you want to actually stand out in this competitive world? Com like with all of these digital businesses, or do you want to just 
kind of sit there, right? And then just hope people come yeah. to you. Because, yeah. I mean, that's it's essentially what... Between, yeah. yeah. It's that difference between telling a good story or, like, jumping off the page, yeah. right? It's, yeah. And that's what you have to do. Someone comes on your website, you have a second yeah. to capture their attention and make them want to scroll, make them want to stay. Yeah. Um, and so many people miss that first second yeah. with dumb stuff, yeah. you know, with not having copy, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. I mean, that's a huge problem in and of itself. It's yeah. like some people either, they don't know what to write. So they write a book or they don't know what to write. So they write nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I love that copywriter. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, I feel like this was like branding one. This is like a mini course. <laughs> like branding 101 mini course i love it um and yeah thank you so much for coming on um and everyone listening i hope you enjoyed that because there was a lot of good information uh in that episode that we just had uh literally like on a mini course but before we wrap up um do you have any like fun offers coming launches like products stuff like that just tell people how of course they can find you but then ways that they can work with you yeah, so our bread and butter is custom copy and design. So we do brand design, we write website copy, and we design your website. Uh, that's been what we've done for almost seven years. Uh, we also recently launched a marketing membership. So uh, after you have the brand, you have all the pieces there, uh, you probably need some help in the social media, the email mm -hmm. newsletter, um, the blog post writing yeah. tasks that you have to do. Um, so we can also help with that. Um, but we're on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, if you're on awesome. LinkedIn, but, um, my agency is Liberty type. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes, everyone. Um, but yeah, so I would say if you are either a new business owner and you have that proof of concept, of course, um, then contact Amanda for kind of that next steps to make sure that you do have this elite brand before you fully launch and go live public, especially like cold market, tra um, cold traffic marketing. Um, but of course, if you are an existing business like me, um, who is successful, but like didn't really give two craps about your brand uh, for three years, then you can also talk about, <laughs> talk to Amanda about like, okay, now it's time to actually, um, yeah, put this together and show the success that you know, your company has, um, as well as just like creating that even more elite brand. Um, because I, you know, I think especially like later on, um, if you are more of a successful business owner who has had a business for a while, you know, I think once you do one really good rebrand, you're not really looking to do much after that. Like you're essentially turning into like the Jenna's and the Amy's and stuff like that, where maybe you make little subtle changes if you're launching something, but you're still sticking with your main aesthetics and everything like that. So yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Amanda, so much for coming on. And um, this was a little bit over 30 minutes, but not too bad. And um, yeah, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I think that's it for now. So we'll tune off. Everyone keeping ambitious. Reach out to Amanda. All of her information will be in the show notes. And once again, Amanda, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. All righty. Talk to you later, everyone. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories or leave a review. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.